You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker. Nickel on Kevin Durant to an NBA MVP at plus 550 or a grand on whatever player you'd like. I'll pass on Durant. I would go elsewhere. I've got an MVP ticket that I actually think has a chance here. And at points bet, Jokic is 8-1. to one. Before the year started, I got Jokic at 33-1. to one. Boban chasing Jokic. Jokic driving, spinning, and that is fancy. I need the Nuggets to start winning some ball games here. But what he's doing every night, like, it, he He's a triple-double threat every single night. I go with my guy, Jokic. Porzingis battling. He's playing with five fouls. He's got Jokic trapped up on the sideline, but Jokic got free. Porter in the corner, and oh, no, is right. Oh, man, he is a hooper. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ross Tucker on the bet. We are live on the Radio.com app, live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, and KCBS HD3 in Los Angeles. And after LeBron's performance last night, what do you know? The uh, Vegas books make a quick adjustment, and all of a sudden, LeBron is the MVP favorite for what he did against his former team. Joe Ostrowski, Ross Tucker, at BetQL Daily on Twitter. Make sure you're following us. And you should also be following Bobby Marks, at Bobby Marks 42 former Brooklyn Nets a GM, spent 20 years NBA front offices. He's now an ESPN front office insider and Bobby we got to start with LeBron's performance last night loved your tweet uh immediately afterwards you mentioned all the MVP debate conversations are fun and Bede versus Jokic Luka Giannis KD but at the end of the day the best player in the NBA is still LeBron James and, and the books agree with you he is the best in the NBA <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you you sometimes need a game like last night in Cleveland where he basically outscores the Cavaliers. I think 21-19 in the fourth quarter to remind you just how great he is. I mean, he's shooting a career high 41% from three. Uh, this is at all, with only a, you know, a two-month break, basically. Um, you know, his minutes are a little bit down, but he, he's still at 25 points and seven assists and close to eight rebounds here. And I think if you if and the more you watch him, you know, just the wanting the ball at the end of some of these close games. I, I don't know if I can make that argument for um, for Giannis. You know, certainly KD and you know Luca and some of those other plays, yes. But um, it seems like he is not slowing down one bit here, and um, he continues to play at a at a high level, um, even with uh, you know a shortened off season. All right, Bobby, just hearing you talk like that, I got to ask you this, okay? I'm I'm 41. You spent 20 years in NBA front offices. You were the Nets GM. Let's say you, they started an expansion NBA franchise in Seattle, okay? You can get 20-year-old LeBron James or 20-year-old Michael Jordan. 
Which one do you want for the Seattle Marxes? I, I would probably want – shoot, that's a good question. Um, knowing that the durability and I guess that LeBron is still at uh, 36 and although Jordan played you know well into his, into his mid-30s here, I, I'd probably want LeBron. I'd probably be nervous as heck that he might leave after, after years though or, or however long he's on that rookie contract here. So I, I would think LeBron. I mean just – I, the one thing with LeBron, and, and I know Michael hurt his foot in, in Chicago, I think his second year there, is that he just doesn't get hurt. I mean, his durability is is off, um, you know, off the charts. I mean, his career low is 62 games, um, or actually 55 games in his first year in L.A., um, and that was on a year where they were basically headed towards the, the lottery here and they shut him down here. But uh, the durability factor really – it carries a lot of weight with me here, and uh, that is that's a great question, and it's a it's a hard answer. But I would I think I would take I think I would take LeBron. Well, LeBron's team is on the short list of teams that could obviously win the title, and now we have the changes going on with the Nets. How many teams are on that short list of true title contenders? Yeah, I don't think there's many. Uh, I don't know if I'm ready to put Utah there, despite um, you know they've had well they've won eight in a row, and you know uh, Donovan Mitchell's played really at a high level here. Um, I think we could probably talk about Milwaukee certainly. Um, you know, even though they've faltered in the in the in the, in the postseason the last couple of years, just with Giannis and Middleton, and we'll see how that bench is. And then you know the, the Clippers. You know, although they lose in round two, if you know Paul George is playing at an all, you know, probably MVP level, and with with Kawhi here, so I, I think there's probably what probably Brooklyn, the Lakers, maybe the Clippers, Milwaukee. Uh, I think you can make a case for um, Philadelphia how they they played here. So you're probably looking at probably looking at a half a dozen teams here. But I do think there is some separation between where the Lakers are and then where basically everyone else is, including the Nets, you know, with uh, even with the, the Harden addition here. Yeah, let's get into that, Bobby. Obviously, you were the GM of the team. I, I find this as a football guy fascinating, you know, just kind of get stars, throw them all on the team. That's what it seems like to me. Um, as much as I follow the NBA, I, I think it's interesting having Kyrie and Harden on the same team at the same time. What do you think of the Brooklyn Nets moving forward and the composition of that roster now? Yeah, I think it's probably more of a roster that's built for the playoffs and less for the regular season here. You know, over the next you know, 50 plus games here, you know, they're the minutes that Harden, Durant and Irving are averaging are, I think they're, I think it's number one in, in the league as far as the, those three guys, you know, combined here. I mean, they're close to between 36, 37 minutes. Their, their depth is something that's going to need to be addressed. They've got a couple of roster spots that are, are, are still open. So we'll see what happens here. Um, so I think it's, you're going to see nights like last night where they're going to score probably 15, 16 points in the first quarter and then be able to run you out of the gym and go on a 17-1 run at the end of the game here like they did against the Heat or try to outscore you like they did against Cleveland, which did not work. But defensively, they are a work in progress. And, and that's what happens when, when you make one of these you know um, changes in the middle of the year and you're basically, as I say, kind of gutting your roster um, – you know, your bench takes a huge hit. I mean, in a perfect world, you would have kept Irving and, and Durant and, and everyone else, and you you would have had the depth with Levert and Jared Allen here, but you now you had a Harden. But 
as I said, though, when you get into the playoffs and you've got these three guys on the court as far as who's going to be the closer, uh, especially when the game slows down, they're probably as good as any team, you know, including that Laker team there. All right, so, Bobby, I just want to piggyback off of that, okay? Because, you know, I played in New England with Brady, and I, I just know that there's a sign above Belichick's office that says, we are building a team, we are not acquiring talent. And I know that they really look at that. They really look at how guys mesh together. They like to have a strong middle class there, so to speak, in New England. It feels like the NBA is just sort of like, what can we do to convince as many superstars to come to our team as possible? Am I am I shorting you guys there, or is there more to it? Because it seems like it's not really as much about the overall composition not as much about whether or not the guys get along. Just just get a bunch of guys that score a bunch of points, and we'll figure out the rest. No, that's a good point. I mean, and that's why you see, you know, the, the teams like Denver, who kind of built it organically with um, Jokic and Murray through the draft, you know, certainly with um, Utah, with Mitchell and Gobert, and then they've kind of been able to build out their, their depth there. Um, they're a little bit of the, of the outlier. Now we're kind of like, who's going to be that next team that wants to go in and Try to get two or three all NBA type players and let, figure out the rest, you know, as far as from, from a depth standpoint. And no, you're right. I mean, that's, that's the challenge. And that's the, that, and then that puts so much pressure on your front office when you're, when you're trading, you know, three unprotected first and pick swaps and you're, you know, now you're relying on the minimum players and two guys on two way contracts here. Um, it puts a heavy burden on, you know, on Kyrie and Kevin and, and James and, as I say, that's kind of going, you know, you're swimming in the deep end with the Sharks there. You know, you go from a nice team that had guys under the radar to now you have a target on your back. And, um, you know, you go from a 12-man, ro- you know, um, rotation to now you're down to seven and eight. And their their wiggle room for an injury is not there where it maybe was, you know, a couple months ago. Nice. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. This is BetQL Daily on the bet. Our guest, Bobby Marks, an ESPN front office insider. Uh, you quickly mentioned the Jazz. Let's go back there, Bobby. Uh, how about Shaq? He just tells Donovan Mitchell to his face in an interview, uh, yeah, you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. Uh, you're not willing to put Utah on that short list, uh, but how much do you believe in Mitchell right now that, that he could take that next step this season? Uh, he's ripped off a great stretch of games here in that, that winning streak. I mean, I think he's averaging over – 27 points and shooting 50% from three. And I think, I think the knock on Donovan, if, if there is a knock, there are a lot of, there were a lot of games and we'll see what happens going forward where you look at the game and, you know, Donovan six for 20 or six for 23. There's some stretches there where from an efficient standpoint, it's, it's just not there. Um, I, you know, I get it. I understand where, you know, I guess where Shaq was coming from and he's trying to, give him that tough love and, and challenge him. But I don't know if that was the right moment <laughs> for it because he's played at such a high level. And I think what we forget about Utah was, and we, we, we give a lot of love to Denver, was that 
I mean, this Utah team was up three one on them, and they were you know Mike Conley um, shot away from going into going to the Western Conference you know semifinals here, and they've got they've got an interesting team. If Mike Conley continues to play at this level, they are going to be an extremely tough out. When you look at um, their bench with uh, Jordan Clarkson and Joe Ingles and Derek Favors, they've got a strong eight man lineup here, and, and Mitchell's playing. He's playing at an All NBA type level here, so. Um, it will be interested when um, we get to the playoffs here, and you know the playoffs is a different animal than than the regular season. If they can get out of round one, because whoever they play is going to be a, a, a tough out. But yeah, I mean this team is this team is rolling right now, and usually they are a slow starter. The last couple of years they've been a really slow starter. They turned it on after the All Star break, but uh, we haven't we haven't seen that yet. I know, Bobby. You talked about earlier about LeBron. And, you know, that he's probably still the best player. Who do you think will win the actual NBA MVP, though? Well, we always get to this point where, you know, we always want something new, right? Like, who's that shiny new, you know, player, the toy, the new car? Um, I mean, I think you're going to have an interesting um, debate between, I mean, Joel Embiid has played. I mean, he's playing at a high level thing with Joel is that he's getting to the free throw line. I mean, you look at, he's, he's getting there 15, 16 times a night. Um, if Jokic, if Denver can continue to turn it around, they've played well late. I mean, he's a triple-double threat every night. Um, that's going to be a hard pass. We'll see what happens in Dallas with with uh, with Luka. I, I, don't, I don't believe that if this Mavericks team is hangs around 500 or gets in at a 6 or 7 seed that Luka will be in there for, for, for MVP. I just... I think you almost have to reward it on some of these teams that are, you know, in the in the top three, top four team. And then, you know, we'll see what happens with Giannis. You know, is there is that voter, you know, voter, I call it voter fatigue. You know, when people, you know, maybe he's had a better year than before, but this is year three now. And we've seen in, in, in a stretch of these games where, you know, he, you know, does he want the ball down, down the stretch? And, of course, LeBron. You know, where is LeBron going to be in the in the in the, uh, in the equation here? But I think there's there's going to be a heavy debate, you know, throughout the next couple months here between Embiid and Jokic if they continue to play at this level. Uh, Bobby, obviously today a sad day for the association. One year ago, the world lost Kobe Bryant. Uh, any memories or stories that you would like to share about Kobe uh, that that you always uh, think back to? Yeah, I mean, the, I, the first. You know, my the, my biggest memory was that he's the first player I ever went and saw scout, uh, scouted live in person um, down in during the playoffs when he was in high school here. Um, you know, coming from a fo- you know, football background, um, you know, it didn't it didn't take me much to kind of realize this kid is is special. And then you know, bringing him into New Jersey for his uh, draft workout in '96. Um, back then, it was a little bit different where you can have draft prospects work out against your own NBA players. And just dominating a workout. I mean, we I think we brought him in four or five times in here, and was truly special. And you can tell how special he was. Um, you know, it took a you know a year or two to you know kind of get his footing down. But yeah, I mean, I, I to this day I always say it's 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 the best draft workout that I've saw in my you know my 20 years um, you know working for a professional team. Very good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for sharing that. As far as tonight, we uh, we only have three games on the docket. The rest of the week is pretty busy, but only a, a few games tonight. Uh, you have the Clippers and Hawks, uh, Washington against Houston, New York Knicks uh, playing as well against Utah. A- anything stand out to any of the in any of those matchups? 
Well, it's so hard, to, you know, nowadays because of what COVID, and you don't yeah. know what what roster you're gonna you're gonna show up with. You know, you you saw probably yesterday morning when you woke up, you'd have yeah you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on your Clipper team, and it looks like they're gonna be out with health and safety protocols here. And I think I think with uh, Atlanta finally starting to get healthy a little bit here um, and playing better, um, they've got Gallinari back. Um, you know, we'll see with Trey. Um, Capella's played at a high level. I know those two guys, I think, did not play the last game here, but they're starting to get a little bit healthy. New York's interesting because they can really lock you down from a defensive standpoint. Tibbs has done a really good job. I know they've they've lost uh, a couple games here. Their offense struggles here and there. Um, so they're an interesting team because they will they will be in it. They will keep games close here, but. Um, you know, if, if George and, and Kawhi were healthy, I'd say, yeah, Clippers here, but it's just so hard because yep. at five o'clock tonight, we might get a, you know, two guys are out or three guys are out. Bobby Marks, a former Brooklyn Nets GM, now an ESPN front office insider. Appreciate you coming on BetQL Daily. Hope to have you on again.